The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Have you ever suffered from a lot of health problems? And then you've had like this past with, you know, a family with a lot of trauma, alcoholism, addiction, doors slamming a lot, people coming and going. Have you had like all these autoimmune problems, joint pain, thyroid problems, adrenal gland problems, dry eyes. And you had a lot of unstable childhood. Um, People screaming, hitting each other, a lot of addiction, maybe foster foster care. If you've ever had a lot of health problems and a lot of traumatic events growing up, today's your day, and traumatic events now. Today's your day because we're going to discuss how trauma affects your physical health. In today's world, it's very common to have people get a similar health problem and similar treatment. Some people get better, some people don't. Why is that? And why is it that some people can get a health problem and have seeming resilience to it, where others, like a series of domino effects, tend to get one problem after another after another. What makes them more vulnerable? Today's show is going to change your life because we're going to learn the mind-body medical solutions to the link between inflammation, trauma, and health problems. We're taking your calls. 816-251-3555 from within the United States and Canada. But 
remember, UnityOnlineRadio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider, as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. Every week I, I, I research this show. This one was a real eye-opener. I've been doing reading. I've been doing readings for 35 years. I've been doing radio shows for, oh, I don't know. Now it's 16 years? 16 years. And what's fascinating is every show I research and the research changes. There's always been a lot of research about trauma and health. And to some degree, our bodies store the events that have gone on in our life. The handwriting is on the wall. The handwriting is on your body. There's a great book by Vanderkolk. It's called The Body Keeps Score. Our bodies are a repository, a storage depot of our events. And the more events you have, the more talkative our bodies are. Yes, every illness is always important due to diet, genetics, the environment, and so on. But every illness has an emotional intuitive component. And our bodies intuitively can speak about us. Why is it that some people can eat and smoke unbelievable stuff and seem to do well? And some people, you know, they're organic and they don't drink and they don't smoke. And yet... They look at a tick from like 100 miles away and they they think a Lyme and they get it. And no matter what treatment, they still have it. And they get one, two, three, four autoimmune problems. They got the Hashimoto's. They have the Graves and they have the Sjogren's. And they have the, the lupus anticoagulant during pregnancy. And they have on and on and on. I learned that I learned that when we were talking about Michael Jackson, I think he died about 15 years ago. Around that time, they were talking about the connection between autoimmune illnesses and trauma. And at that time, someone connected that if you had more history of abuse, you had more autoimmune illnesses. And no one really kind of knew why. And then everybody started murmuring about inflammation. I have inflammation. You have inflammation. We all have inflammation. Now we realize that when you have an event that happens in your life, there's two types of memory. There's a memory you can talk about with Oprah and therapy called the hippocampus. And then there's the right brain memory that's stored in your body, the amygdala, that you can't talk about. Even if you try, it doesn't go anywhere. It affects who you want to date, that affects who you want to live with, who you want to have sex with, and who you can't leave, no matter how much they beat you or abuse you. You're literally paralyzed to it. In fact, you tend to gravitate to it. Or the so-called reenactment syndrome. And... Those areas create habits, but that right brain form of memory 
also influences our immune system, our hormones, our autonomic nervous system, and all the organs that are connected to it. Basically, it shapes your health. So if you have traumatic memory that you can't talk about in therapy, the stuff you can't talk about, the worst stuff, it's more likely to influence chronic health problems. And so just look at every organ system, every specialist you can go to in the hospital will see a set of patients that tend to go to all of them because they tend to have these problems. They did this study and they studied people with autoimmune illnesses and they showed that the more traumatic events you had in your life, now I'm not talking about, oh, I don't know. It's actually not even a divorce, really. We're talking about somebody died on you, um, you know, bankruptcy, a more, you know what I'm saying, something like that. The more events like that that happen, the more likely you would have more hospitalizations for an autoimmune illness. So it's one thing to have a little bit of Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Who doesn't have low thyroid? I mean, come on. It's basically on the automatic orders when you admit somebody into the hospital. That's all I used to write when I was an intern. Synthroid, 0.125 milligrams, QAM. I used to write it over and over again to the point where I thought if you automatically turned 48, you were on Synthroid, 0.125 milligrams, QD. Suffice it to say, it's not true. But it's not just thyroid, it's Graves' disease, it's Sjogren or dry eyes, it's um, vasculitis, making antibodies against the blood vessels in your body. It's a variety more and more and more rheumatoid arthritis, but it's lupus. But it's not just those autoimmune illnesses. It's that they get so bad that they have one problem after the other and you end up in multiple hospitalizations. They show that the more traumatic events you had in your life, the more serious autoimmune problems you had. And they discuss the connection between a traumatic event and inflammation. I hate inflammation. I hate that phrase. It's as general as saying, what do we have for dinner tonight? Food. It doesn't mean anything, but it does say one thing. The other day, Believe it or not, I'm just getting over this surgery. So I'm a little slow at the take here. So for whatever reason, I leave a towel by the stove and I go downstairs to brush my teeth. I come and I start to smell smoke. As I get upstairs, I see the cats running away from the fire with this cloth is on fire. They're running away like they're any help. They could have come downstairs and said, would you come here, please? There's a fire in the kitchen. No, they intelligently ran away from the fire. I mean, even Lassie used to come and get, you know, whatever the kid's name was and say, Timmy, Timmy, come quick. There's harm here. No, they run away intelligently. People who've had a history of trauma, oh no, they run toward the smoke. They go toward, toward their abusive relationship. They have a gravitational pull toward it and they keep singeing their hands so I run toward it 
and I put it out naturally. And that's not, the, you know, that's obviously the smart thing to do. Otherwise, the house would have burned down. The point of the matter is, does your life have a lot of fires? Then your body's going to catch on fire a lot. The metaphor for a fire is inflammation. Literally, your body gets a sense that there is harm and it gets trigger happy. Usually our white cells in our body, lice, explode and send out a kind of acid to kill bacteria, viruses, you know, parasites, what have you. Suffice it to say, they're not supposed to explode when there's nothing wrong. However, some people who've had a history of abuse are hypervigilant, the so-called PTSD. So they get worried, anxious, and have a panic attack when there's no problem whatsoever. Suffice it to say, that's what an autoimmune problem is too. It's like post-traumatic stress disorder for the immune system. It attacks, attacks, attacks as if there is an a invader, another abuser, but there is none. So what's it going to attack? You. When there's a problem in an abusive household and the kid has been abused, who does the kid blame? They blame themselves. They blame themselves. Kids, Dr. Phil says this, this is not mine. This is Dr. Phil. I always footnote who it came from. Dr. Phil says kids have an incredible way of being able to blame themselves for everything. Autoimmune illnesses are increased, in adults is increased in people who have a childhood of abuse. It's a way of attacking oneself. In a way, it's like PTSD hypervigilance. You are scared about something that's not there anymore. There is someone named I brought her up her name, the poor thing. I'm sure her name used to be Karen Horney, but, you know, she changed it to Horney because, you know, who wants to go around with the name Horney? And she said, anger, if you can't express it outwardly, it gets turned inward with depression. If you are in an abusive relationship with a significant other who beats you, or you're being raised in a family where you're being abused sexually or physically, it's not like you can get angry and go, hey, Listen, I am wearing assertiveness, and they say that this is inappropriate. This is what they call a boundary violation, and you got to stop it and go into therapy and learn to keep your hands to yourself. That was not going to work. And if you went to a pediatrician, they have those forms. Do you feel safe at home? Are you kidding? You're not going to say to the person, I don't feel safe at home, because then they're going to ask the parent, and the parent will take you home and kill Not kill you, but you definitely not feel safe when you go home. And there's all kinds of safeguards for that, but a lot of times kids don't want to report it. So they will not say anything, and they can't get angry at their parents. So their anger will turn inward. They will get depressed. It will set a daisy chain of immune and neurological symptoms that can go into the skin, go into the respiratory tract, go into the digestive tract, reproductive tract, joints, autoimmune, and on and on and on 
until adulthood when you are in a relationship that mirrors again what happened when you were a child and it all comes full circle. Is this you? We're going to talk about you today. Today we're talking about how trauma affects your physical health. We will go to Nicole, you? I'm, I am so sorry if I mispronounce your name. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi. Um, how, how do I, I pronounce your name? Um, uh, Nikoya is fine. Nikoya, how can I be of help? Yeah. Um, so I got sick um, last February. Um, I got a virus. Okay, uh, for, for, let me just tell you what I see. The first thing I see is a problem in a family. You are not going to say that. You're going to say things are better than they used to be. However, there was a time when that family was together and there was a problem. And your body has memories of that. Your body developed a hypervigilance that the world is not safe, it's not secure, and that you're skittish. You can say what I would call, I can do something, but I'd rather not. I could go to school, but I'd rather not. I could go to that party, but I'd rather not. That's in a way a form of a phobia. It's not like you're staying home and not going out at all. It's just harder to. I see as a result that trauma has correlated with a twitchy emotion and a twitchy immune system. Twitchy emotions increase your chance toward your immune system constantly releasing cortisol, which is like taking steroids, which is the equivalent of like being somewhat immunocompromised, which makes your immune system chronically activated against viruses and bacteria that are in the environment that most people's bodies learn how to take, sequester, and eliminate. So, for example, in the 80s, there were a whole bunch of people who started coming down with a variety of viruses and bacteria that we weren't seeing infections from. But they were immunocompromised. Their T cells weren't working. They had AIDS. There are a whole group of people who end up getting Epstein-Barr virus. Their bodies are stuck on various viruses, Lyme, and they end up getting repeated um, zoster shingles. And usually it has to do with losing a secure network in their life, a sense of safety and security. Who do you live with? Uh, right now I live with my mother uh, before that I lived alone, before I got sick. How long did you live alone before you got sick? Um, well, after between like college and now probably like 10 years or so. So... What was the problem in the family that it's better now 
but there was another person there that felt very unsafe and rocky. Uh, yeah, one of my siblings. Where are they now? Um, I don't know. We're not in contact. I'm not in contact with this particular person. Your problem is a first center. It's immune system. It makes us feel safe and secure in the world. Yours doesn't. Yours, it's like you're the baby bird who can't leave the nest because you learn the world is not safe. And you learn that growing up. Mm-hmm. But worse yet, on some level, you're reenacting the trauma growing up. You're going to the place that you weren't safe growing up. So if you want anything to make your immune system better, being at home is not going to be it. Because that was the original place that trauma was. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I don't have any other. I know. You're going to say, wait, you're going to say that you have no place to go. Mm -hmm. However, your mother is the only person in the world you know. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty severely disabled. I know. Can I get Do you know anything about so me? I, uh, you, you must know something about me. I've had health problems for a long time. I'm just telling you, though it may be, maybe you're so, so severely, profoundly disabled that you are quadriplegic. Okay. And someone's holding the phone for you. I get that. But do you know that your present situation is not life sustaining? Because if you're living with your mother, and the meteor comes and takes her out, then what's then? And on some level, your body knows that because it doesn't help with your body's anxiety about an unsafe house. Because you realize there's one person between you and nowhere. Now do you get it? Um, sort of. I mean, it doesn't really solve your mother. If something happens to your mother's health, then what? How's that? Yeah. So therefore, I I don't know. I don't have that's right. So therefore, you need a more diversified solution. Because your body is not going to feel safe where you are because you're a very smart person. On some level, you know, you can't stay where you are. Even if you're sick, even if you're incapacitated. You don't have to like it. You don't have to accept it. It is what it is. Because your mother's Mm -hmm. not getting any younger. She is getting older. And mortality is mortality. And chances are she will predecease you. I I know you're not going to like what I'm saying, but it is a fact. Yeah, I mean, I don't plan on, I mean, I, I just got sick, I got sick last year, so I wasn't living here for a long time. But what um, you're calling me to create health. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? Yeah. You're calling me to get help. 
and calling get getting healthy would is not this. I look at your head, I see problems with focus, attention, sustained attention, distractibility. I look at your neck, I look at your thyroid. Mm -hmm. Below your neck feels like jello. It's hard for you to go from a lying down to standing position. I look at your heart. Mm -hmm. At times I wonder when you stand, whether it feels like your blood pressure falls. I wonder if at times you feel dizzy, vertigo, and imbalance feeling in your head. Yeah. I look at your neck, I look at your thyroid, I look at your heart. Even if it was your thyroid, it wouldn't account for the severity of your symptoms. I look at your heart. Mm -hmm. When you lie from a lying down and standing up position, your heart goes faster. I look yeah. at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. You've fallen because of this. It's affected your neck and your right arm. Mm -hmm. You're nervous about being alone. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, I I don't I I think I have chronic fatigue syndrome. I don't know. I've, I I uh, no 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 no. What are your symptoms? Don't tell me your diagnosis. Tell me your symptoms. Um, uh, extreme fatigue. Um, so I uh I get tired out very easily. Most it's mostly cognitive stuff. I, I, I can't do a lot physically either, but um cognitively I have a lot of issues. Um like I might have an energy crash after this conversation, for example, because I've talked a lot today. Um uh I and then on the days that I have energy crashes and my heart rate goes up, um I just feel kind of flu like my lymph nodes uh and my neck swell up. Um my uh, joint, my knee, my knee, left knee will swell up, um, and I'll have like more pain and stuff in my joints. Um, but it's it's mostly I, I can't um, really read or watch TV or um, talk or even think too hard without uh, triggering um, triggering uh, energy crashes, um, and it takes me a long time far, to recover. How far have you gone in school? Uh, I fin I through grad school. I finished grad school. You did. What's a grad school in? Uh, it's in religion. Really? Yeah. Do you stare into space? Do I stare into space? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do that. How long have you had problems staring into space? Like, I want you to you mean like go 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 and get a neuro go to a neurologist and get a neuropsychological assessment for attention, learning, and memory. Seriously. Good luck. We're gonna. There's my music. You know what that means. When we come back, we're gonna go back into the stress-associated, trauma-associated problems with health. You're listening to he Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. 
Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Hi, welcome back. We've been talking about trauma and health. I mean, we're learning that traumatic events register in your body like the old tapes called Memorex that they become memorialized in your white cells. White cells have memory and the memory can stack up. And the more memory, the more white cells get activated. The more activated white cells, the more inflammation and you're more likely to get more infections, more autoimmune, and actually more pain disorders. We will go to line six um, from Maryland. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Are you there? I guess she's not there. We will go to Betsy on line two. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Uh, Mona Lisa, I want to first wish you a full and complete recovery from oh, your surgery. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was a little touch and go there today. As it was, yeah. it was touch and go, but it was a more touch and go driving today. I think people kind of, they saw me coming and they, somehow they kind of went to either side of the road. <laughs> I, I guess they know you well in your neighborhood. I think they're a little paranoid. Oh, that was my paranoia. <laughs> Betsy, how can I be of help? I have been bleeding vaginally since uh, no, uh, since October 29th, so several days now. I'm 66, so that is the uh, that's the first problem that comes. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you go into additional ones, okay. When the house is on fire. You don't then start to talk with the firemen to bring those in. Concerning my water heater, <laughs> you, just, you just stop. He's like, ma'am, we're just bringing the hoses in. We'll deal with your water heater in a second. Okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because that's not a good that's not a good thing. You know that, right? Right. I hope you got, went to your doctor. I did. I did. I had a biopsy uh, two days ago, and I'll go for an ultrasound. But I will tell you this. I've had two other The first thing I see is you're a very porous or sensitive person. When there are p- people around you who need you, you don't do well. But all, especially a relationship. I see some relationship in your life, kind of. Uh, it's like one of those tomatoes that didn't really ripen on the vine. The person is acting like it's not a big deal. For you, it feels like a very painful deal. Somehow. Around this person, you pick up all their pain. It makes you exhausted, it makes you tired, but it also affects your blood sugar, insulin, and estrogen. 
you take up their suffering, it goes to your adrenal gland. Your adrenal gland takes whatever body fat you do have, converts it via progesterone to excess cortisol and estrogen. The excess cortisol is goes to your nearby pancreas, increases your chance toward having blood sugar problems. But the estrogen can increase your chance toward having breast uterine problems as well as a host of others. The problem is you're 66. If you went to someone and they checked your blood, saliva, or urine for estrogen or progesterone, they'd say you had zippity-doo-dah and they'd replace it. But that would be very concerning because a lot of times, especially postmenopausally, estrogen is stored in our tissue. You literally have to do a series of biopsies. People who are 40 or more pounds overweight a lot of times have excess estrogen. You can tell that by how their tissue responds. One of them is low thyroid. The second is uterine bleeding. And the third is dense breasts. Who do you live with, Betsy? I no longer live with my ex-husband, who was uh, prone to returning here to live with me when things were not going well for him. So that's a person where the relationship died, but he acted like it wasn't a problem. That's right. Made me want to smack him, but I'm not violent because I have a radio show on Unity Online Radio. Otherwise you would otherwise you would be. No, I would not because I am a pacifist. No. You in in the Portuguese Rhode Island area we just say I that's what you know, we'd say, I wanna hit him. Bring him over here. No, we would but we wouldn't. We just do that to be supportive. But we would but we'd think about it. <laughs> when was the last how long have you been divorced from him? Uh let's see, married fifteen married until two thousand seven. When was the last time he graced your floor? He graced me with his presence through May of 2021. Okay, very good. And he was not paying rent. Uh, he did pay rent. I would not have allowed him. Oh, to wait, pay. wait a minute. Wait a minute. That see, that was a trick question. It was. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> okay. You just fell right into that cesspool. Um, Explain. I was fooling around. Oh, you don't rent to your ex-husbands. <laughs> you don't? No. <laughs> oh, I get it. You don't let him stay there for free either, but you don't rent oh, to him. Oh, oh. Do you right, see if okay. he's not supposed yes. to be there? You certainly don't rent to him. Oh no, he's going to come here. He's going to rent. Are you crazy? <laughs> we get along well. This is the odd thing. But okay. Can I tell you? Not according to your uterus and medical tuition. <laughs> that second center. And you're bleeding. Bleeding is a universal sign for I'm melting. It's not a good sign. <laughs> rent okay. or no rent. Okay. Okay. Well, he's gone yeah. from here. Good. Never to come back again, right? No. Right. Let me put it this way. It definitely doesn't mean raise the rent. <laughs> I'm trying Bag to get to laugh because I'm how tall how tall are you? I'm five four and a half. 
How much do you weigh? 111. I'm very thin. Oh, my God. I mean, that it's normal you. for me, though. I know, but this it doesn't is... matter. That doesn't matter. That tells you how stressful it is. Mm. Because the amount of estrogen that would take to have this bleeding. Yeah. Oh, dear. Usually people are heavy. And you're well, not. Lisa, I take, uh, I use bioidentical hormones, compounded for me. Does this make a difference? And I... It makes a big difference. So that, what does that tell you? Don't do that anymore. I, when I don't do them, I become a, a, a hysterical do, verbal. I know, you have to do something else. <sighs> if the solution to whatever you just said was, because I interrupted you, has to be something else. I used to take bioidentical progesterone for seizures, and then I got breast cancer. Guess, guess oh what? God. Guess how long it took me to get off of the progesterone? One minute. 30 seconds. Okay. It's, worth, it's equivalent of bleeding. <sighs> and I had it in both breasts. I know. I've listened to you for many years. Uterus is coach class. Breast is first class. I'm not saying, you know, this isn't the suffering Olympics here. I'm just saying rent first, martyr seconds. Estrogen next goes to your breasts. So first of all, you're going to check your breasts, number one. I mean, number two. That's actually two. Check both breasts. But, um, Does that mean mammogram? I'm not going to make a statement on that. You're going to check both of them. However you check them, you're going to I go don't to want them. to. I don't want to. Can I tell you, there's a lot of things. Listen to me. Yes. I'm listening. Say it's 10 o'clock at night, okay? Uh-huh. And you're in for the evening. <laughs> you got your slippies on, you got your PJs on, and you put Netflix on, right? Well, all except for the Netflix, yeah. Okay, well, whatever you do, okay? Uh-huh. And then you smell a little smoke. Fireman comes to the house and says, ma'am, you got to get out. I smell an electrical fire in your basement. He said, I'd rather not. And he says, when there's smoke, there's fire. And you say, maybe not. He says, ma'am, get out of the house. And you say, you know, until we know for sure, I'd rather not. Listen, 66, hormone replacement, you're not obese, bleeding from your uterus. This is not attractive. Okay. I am not saying, I didn't say the, man, the M word. I simply said evaluate them. You wanted me to say it so we could get in a hell of an argument here on Unity Online Radio. We're not doing that, okay? I'm I had them did checked by my GYN two days ago. Good. She also said, to, not, she said they feel the same, dense, as usual. Dense because? They've been dense since I'm in my 20s. I mean, she just said. Okay. We're not going to get into that. Coenzyme okay. 210, 400 to 600 milligrams a day. Aerobic exercise every day for a wait, half an hour. Wait, what was the first thing you said? I missed it. Coenzyme Q10, 400 to 600 milligrams a day. Aerobic okay. exercise every day. Yeah. 
that thing that you've been doing with your ex-husband who became a husband once you brought him into your house and rented to him? Yes. If it has feathers, it flies, and it lives in your house, it's a husband. It's no right. more. Right. Um, okay. When does the biopsy come back? Three days, she said, so that'll be uh, maybe tomorrow. Okay. What are your plans? What What do you mean? What do you do if it's a problem? I haven't thought about it as a problem. I, I'll tell you why. This has happened twice after the age of 60 to me. I called, them, called it having a period. And both times it was not discovered to be anything. Suggestions? It sounds like you're worried, and now I'm getting worried. Well, you say it sounds like a period. It's, it feels, and it, it's acting. No, 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 no. Yes? If a 30-year-old starts crawling on the floor, you would say, wow, it looks like a baby crawling on the floor. But it's not a baby. Oh. He's 30. Okay. You're 66, and you start bleeding as if you're having a period, but you're not a baby. Okay. So it's inappropriate to be having a period. Agreed. So this is concerning. Okay. So I'm not a statement about hormone replacement. I am a statement about women your age having periods, enough hormone stimulation at that level. That concerns me. Okay, so you're not, I know you can't make the suggestion, but it would be best for me to stop the estrogen. I didn't say that. I will talk oh. to my, I would say having periods anymore are no good. Okay. I would okay. talk to the person about how I treat my symptoms, how I treat my symptoms without that maximal amount of hormone. And you say, but it's not that maximal amount it is if you got your period. I hear you. Okay. Does that I make will. sense? Yes, yes, because a, a, an integrative physician actually prescribed the bioidenticals, not the GYN who examined me two days ago. She will not have anything to do with bioidenticals. That's why I sought someone else out. So, uh, okay. Let me ask you a question, okay? Yeah. Do you think I should take bioidentical hormones? No, no way. Oh, see how quickly you said that? Well, because I know your history because I've listened to you for many years. Right. I, it just... Um, because I know about your cancer. Right. There are some people, and they will remain nameless, who have had cancer who take bioidentical hormones. Really? No, I, I would not. Thank you. No. So I would have them look at that pathology report and find out if there's any atypia in there at all. I say the word? Atypia. Atypical Atypi cells. If oh, atypical cells. Got it. Okay. Any one cell okay. that looks a little shifty, like someone yes. that you'd see behind an alley. Yes. <laughs> you're done. With the hormones. Yeah. Oh, boy. 
That's going to be rough. Is there any reason why a woman cannot take just progesterone, or does that too confirm? Because progesterone actually makes cells divide more, and progesterone is converted into estrogen. Yeah, okay. And by the way, I wasn't on estrogen. I was on progesterone. Oh, geez, okay. Got it? <laughs> yeah, got it. Message received. I'm a little worried. Once again, did you, did you hear me say to get off the estrogen? If you did, not only no, did no. you have a problem, you no, have a I don't even. Problem. I no, I did not, and you're not treating me as a, uh, you know, as right. a physician. Right. I simply no, said I would not. go on a, a minimum thing because, quite frankly, if your mood goes, ah, ah, ah that doesn't help your immune system either. The, the fact remains is how do you treat your body with a minimal, minimal, Amount of hormone, hormones, and that includes body fat, which you've already minimized, and that includes everybody else because they might not even be on hormone replacement. This is the key. A lot of people say, I'm not on hormone replacement, but they drink a lot, and alcohol is an independent risk factor for um, for breast cancer or other cancers, mm. or they're 40 pounds or more overweight. And, no. uh, and that so they're dosing themselves every day with hormone replacement. So they're saying, I'm not taking. I say, yeah, you are. You're giving it to yourself every day. The, you want to know the other way? Yeah. The other way is taking a bunch of supplements that use liver enzymes, cytochrome 1A2. There are a variety of supplements that use a liver enzyme 1, A is an apple, 2. Okay. And if you do that, they compete with the enzyme that you have in your body that breaks down estrogen. So they you have to go it. down. I can't write. Okay. And so a lady called me who had a hysterectomy, had bilateral invasive breast cancer, was in her 70s, should have no, should have no circulating estrogen. And lo and behold, she had high estrogen. And they're like, where is this coming from? So she was on a boatload of supplements, and she said, where is it coming from? Because I'm not taking any, you know, phytoestrogen. I looked up every single one of those supplements, and they compete with a, with a liver enzyme 1A2. Some of them use 3A4, but that's a minor enzyme for es es breaking up estrogen. They compete for it. So if you have any estrogen in your body, whether it's body fat or from uh, your adrenal gland, It'll block it being cleaved. So the key is you're taking estrogen. If you're taking supplements that actually are broken down by cytochrome 1A2, then whatever estrogen you're taking will hang out in your system more to stimulate your uterus. Okay, well, guess what? I take a ton, a boatload of supplements. I, I have no more questions for this witness. You may step oh, down. No, 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 Mona Lisa, how do I find out which ones are competing? Go to www.calming, and I'll educate Oh, oh right. I got you. Okay, okay. Okay? Because I'm right. telling you, that yes. right there took me several hours to look up. I know it did. But that right there, and she... Estrogen levels went down. Things that you wouldn't believe. The I, only one that didn't, the only one that didn't, which surprised me, um, melatonin actually is um, broken up by 1A2, cytochrome 1A2. However, and I was like, oh, no. However, melatonin actually does something to the nucleus of the breast cancer cell. I can't remember exactly what it is, but actually it's anti-breast cancer. Melatonin, okay, I don't okay. take it. So that's, no, but that's good. A melatonin oh. is good. 
suffice it okay, to say so the other one the other just so you know yeah. you know those cruciferous vegetables that everybody says take them take them take them I, what are they I, called I, wait wait what is it called broccoli and all that other stuff oh that yeah 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 the reason why it would be helpful if they tell people why they're helpful i i don't like to treat people like they're stupid i, I like to educate people i think that it's not the reason is is because those vegetables i mean this is what i found cruciferous vegetables help facilitate that enzyme 1a2 working so actually they facilitate the liver enzyme 1a2 to break down estrogen in your system that's why I'm taking indole. Okay, a capsule. You get that? So that one, I don't know if indole. All I know is cruciferous vegetables. Indole. No, she gave me the indole. Yes. I know, but yes. no, but blah, 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 blah. In Chinese medicine, they don't like purified supplements. They like the food. I know. So, I know. so you cannot recreate life by putting a bunch of vitamins in a vat, a flask, oh, no. hitting it with lightning, and saying we have life. Ha ha ha. You like to take take the damn broccoli, and enough with this the broccoli, whatever it is, that will help. Once you put it in the lab, it changes its molecular configuration. All I'm saying is it facilitates its breakdown once it's done that thing in your brain or your heart or whatever, it, you, it calms you down. Suffice it to say, all the other stuff, you have to be very, very careful. That's why less is more. Taking all that stuff is not good. I'm so sick of taking all of it. I gag yeah, but, on it. But can I tell you? Did I not say it? Yes. May I assume you are not, you have reduced your supplements as well? Well, that has nothing to do with this. Actually, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Do you want to know why? Yeah. Because I'm on Coumadin. Coumadin, like estrogen, is a dirty oh, drug. I yes, had a blood yes. clot. And before I oh, had yeah. surgery, I had to be careful that I didn't bleed to death like I did once, coated and died and had to be resuscitated. I remember. So I, stopped story. Three, I stopped three different Chinese herbs because I was afraid I didn't know what was in them and if they would affect my clotting. I just stopped them. And I haven't started again because I'm afraid they might affect bones. And I want my spine to knit. So, no, yes, I have, I have lowered them. Tremendous. Yes, indeed, may I assume, Yeah, la lastly, because I want you to take another call, may I assume I should stop the pregnenolone supplement? Pre Funny you should ask, because pregnant, so now you have, oh my God, that's a wonderful thing for the studio audience on Unity Online Radio. <laughs> what? Pregnenolone is one, two, three, four, five different hormones. Do you want to know what it is? Yes. Pregnenolone. Because the integrative physician wait, recommends. Wait, hey, listen, get a biochemistry book. Don't ask me. All right. You're not, you don't disagree with them. You disagree with a biochemistry book. I don't have an opinion. Do you understand? Okay. Yes. I don't have an yes. opinion. I read biochemistry books. So if you look at a biochemistry book, pregnenolone is broken down to DHEA, is broken down to progesterone, is broken down to estrogen, and I might add, drum, drum roll please, testosterone. Okay. So basically, if you take pregnenolone, you're also taking progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. So therefore, yeah. you're, right. So when they say I want to balance my hormones, depending on your genetics, all roads lead to BNVO estrogen. Okay, may I have the private number and then I will allow. I, I want if you can't get online today for, for reading online at Unity Online Radio, 
Go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com for a medical intuitive educational reading, one and two hour readings, or the number is 207-846-6475. That's why if you take progesterone, you are taking three, three, three hormones in a run because progesterone, actually four, progesterone is converted to cortisol, it's converted to estrogen, it's converted to testosterone. And in some clinics, they will not let you take testosterone replacement if you have breast cancer or endometrial cancer because testosterone in your adrenal gland can get converted to estrogen. Do you get it? Yep. So yep, per- I just don't know why the integrative physician gave this. I am not asking that question. I am no, I know you're not. No, I hear you. I, I got teaching you. Teaching you, you call Unity Online Radio for <laughs> education. Intuitive. <laughs> That's right. Okay, I'm just telling okay. you, look up a biochemistry book. I hear you. So I you are actually all. taking at least two different forms of estrogen. Oh, shoot. Okay, and I know what to do. And estrogen. Capiche? Capiche. And Capiche. if you're taking supplements that, can, that interact with the enzymes that break it down, you keep that estrogen and the pregnenolone hanging out in your circulation oh, longer, oh, and God. now you get it. Yes, got it. And, and, but there's worse you rent it to your husband. Oh, that's what you have to go back to. Of course, because the thing is, is that you have to ask yourself, why do I have to take all It may be that when you don't rent to him, you don't have those fits. You may be calm. It's as if nothing matters. And you may even start watching Netflix and all may be well. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I don't even you, have... You doubt TV. that. Yeah. You doubt that. But I tell you, there's something to be said for Netflix and dip. Ask someone what it means. What the hell is dip? Oh, okay. You just, I'm I'll telling ask. you, it's a new thing the kids are doing on the street. I'm just telling dip? you. Oh, it's I thought thing. it was a dance. I thought it was it's when not, the guy. It's a, dance. Uh, it's a kind of thing you say, well, you want to come over for Netflix and dip. They'll tell you what it is. Oh, God. All right. And it's not right. just watching TV. That's all we have for today. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming me into your home. This is Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.